But really our aim is to demonstrate that you don't have to compromise on the function or performance of a product by choosing a material that is completely sustainable. Welcome, neighbors, to Hometown Earth, the podcast that brings a down-to-earth approach to all of your sustainability questions. I'm your host, Lena Sanford, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here, we believe that everyone can change the world. Do you believe? I'm a Midwest gal with big dreams to discover what it takes to reduce my impact on this beautiful place we call Hometown Earth. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate what actions we can take, big or small, to make a positive impact in your life and the lives of your neighbors on Hometown Earth. Hello, neighbors. Did you know that every year over 31 billion bottles of wine are consumed worldwide? And I know I definitely play my part in that statistic. But instead of letting all of that cork go to waste, Soul and Recork stepped in. And with the help of their recycling partners, Recork has collected over 110 million corks and counting and stands as North America's largest natural wine cork recycling program. Cork is an amazing product of nature. Cork oak trees are huge carbon sinks by locking away carbon in their bark. Information from the Recork website says that every time a cork oak is harvested, it begins to regenerate its bark again. This process is also great for the planet as more carbon is taken out of the atmosphere and locked away in its new bark. When the time comes to harvest the bark of the tree, which is what wine corks are made of, it is done so by hand only every nine years. This process causes no environmental damage and not a single tree gets cut down. Isn't that amazing? And trust me, it only gets better. Today you'll hear from Paul Morn Brown, the content manager for the Canadian supportive footwear brand Soul and their natural wine cork recycling program, Recork. Paul grew up in South Africa, moved to Canada in 2018, and found his home working with a company that exists to make a truly positive impact on both people and planet. Since its launch in 2001, Soul has helped millions of happy customers live life to the fullest with pain-free feet. Soul launched Recork in 2008 to extend the useful life of a naturally sustainable material, cork, to use it as a sustainable alternative to petroleum-based synthetics. Now, Recork is on the brink of releasing Recork Recycled Cork, a revolutionary material that they believe will change the way people think about sustainability in the footwear industry. In this episode, we chat about the holistic approach to sustainability at Soul and Recork, their new Recork material and CO2 initiative, and Paul shares his perspective on how to look at cork and sustainability in a new way. I had so much fun learning from this interview, and I'm excited that I now have a reason to buy more wine and save the corks, giving them a new life on my feet. But without any further delay, I'll put a cork in it and get on to the interview. 
Well, Paul, thank you so much for joining us on Hometown Earth. If you don't mind just introducing yourself and uh, telling us a little bit about what you do and why you love your job. Firstly, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Um, so I am the copywriter and content manager uh, for Soul and Recork. Um, Soul being an orthopedic, uh, sustainable footwear uh, and insoles brand based in Canada. Um, I'm here in Vancouver, BC. Uh, and Recork being a natural wine cork recycling program. Uh, and it might be it might seem like a strange combination of brands <laughs> to have under under one roof. Yeah. Uh, but basically, what we do is we take wine corks uh, and post-industrial cork, and we recycle it to create the most sustainable footwear products on the market. And I love it because it just sort of fits straight into my wheelhouse of, of interests. Um, yeah. Uh, the products themselves are used a lot by uh, people, well, all all range of, of people, uh, but a lot of uh, performance athletes, they're really there to take care of your feet. Uh, and I do a lot of my feet. I love running and hiking and snowboarding and uh, being outdoors in, in general. Um, and that uh, sphere of interest links really nicely with a real uh prioritization of sustainability and and um you know there's a real focus in the company on living life to the fullest and and enjoying uh the planet you know yeah. our, our home uh and taking care of it uh at the same time so you kind of get the word out about all both of those brands and um what exactly. has there been any highlights of your career there that um are kind of fun anecdotes or anything you want to share about <laughs> your you're the face almost uh, yeah it's it's i've kind of become by default the face you know yeah. one of the things that's great about it is that the the um is that it's a relatively small company um we've been around for a, for a long time uh, but still a relatively small operation. Um, so I've had a great ability to sort of shape shape the voice of the brands over the last few years that I've been working there. Just sort of took it upon myself to start creating some social media content and video content. I have a history of working in, in the film industry back at home in South Africa. Nice. Um, so the great thing about the brand is that they're um, so open to... Uh, you sort of taking your role and 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 running with it and and turning it into uh, the best version of it that that you have in in your mind. And I'm from South Africa, you know. I'm from it's I'm from Cape Town, which is a, a beautiful, fantastic place. And and I uh, had a variety of different jobs there. But something that's been great is uh, pre pre pandemic was um, going down to Denver and going to outdoor retailer trade show and feeling like I was really at, in, in the heart of um, of the engine room almost of, of the outdoor industry uh, where yeah. all the big brands are, are there to uh, to meet and discuss and, and, and show what they have on offer. I was like a little kid in a little kid in a candy <laughs> store almost. Uh, well, so if you don't mind, kind of, uh, you kind of mentioned it. What is, you know, how is Recork and Soul different and kind of what's the vision for uh, Recork specifically? Sure. So, I mean, I'll give you the the sort of um, background story of Recork, I guess, which will help to explain it, which is mm -hmm. that, um, so our CEO, Mike, uh, started Soul in 2001 um, to make affordable over-the-counter insoles that could 
perform the same function as a prescription orthotic, uh, but but at an affordable price. And a few years down the line, he started thinking really hard about how do I how do I do the same thing, but do it in a more sustainable way. Uh, what is the material that we can use? How can we improve our processes uh, to do this in a way that that reduces our impact or or uh, in a dream world, actually ends up having a positive impact rather than just uh, mitigating the negative impact that that you have inherently as as a producer of, of goods. And he was in kind of quite a quite a typical Canadian story for me. He, he was in a, a lake house. He was at a friend's uh, lake house. Um, is that a Canadian thing? I didn't even well, know. Well, there's just so many lakes here. You know, it's not something <laughs> oh, okay. in South Africa. You know, there's no such thing yeah. as lake houses in South Africa, really. A beach <laughs> house, maybe. But anyway, he was at his friend's lake house. And um, he was admiring this cork flooring, which mm. had been there for 60 yeah. years. And it was this beautiful, it felt great underfoot and it looked nice. And it had... It had uh, you know, been preserved really impressively over 60 years and the light bulb went off in his head like maybe cork is the yeah. is the thing maybe cork is the material i've been i've been sort of dreaming about um and sure enough he did his research and and figured out just exactly how sustainable cork is uh which we'll get to i'm sure um <laughs> one thing led to another and and he sort of said well how can we source cork in a in a practical way that people will be really enthusiastic about and and what happens to wine corks after they are used and um the, the idea of recork was born and so that was in in 2008 Seoul launched recork um as a way for people and businesses around north america to collect and recycle their natural corks i don't think people realize that you know your soles or your shoes are or even your shoes in general are are pl plastic. Most of them are plastic. <laughs> That's the thing. This it's a huge. It's sort of a uh, it's a big mental hurdle to to get over. Really, yeah. is that people don't realize how much of of what you use and interact with on a on a day to day basis is plastic. It may not feel like a plastic shopping bag or, yeah. or what have you, but it's a type of plastic. The foams. Uh, in almost all running shoes and sneakers, uh, those are a type of plastic that derive from fossil fuels. Uh, so the, one of the major ones is ethyl vinyl acetate, which is ethylene, which is manipulated yeah, um, yeah. in refineries to, to create this spongy, super high performance uh, material, but a material that is derived directly from fossil fuels. It's part of the fossil fuel industry. It's a huge part of the fossil fuel industry. When we talk about fossil fuel industry, people think about, you know, gasoline. That's the, your brain immediately goes to that, but it's, it's really so much more than that. And so that was one of the things about cork in particular was the idea of how, to, you know, it's all very well to make something that's sustainable, but it's not sustainable if it doesn't perform the same function. Right. Then people won't use it. <laughs> people won't use it. People won't be interested in it. Um, right. And people will throw it away. You right. know, if it if it if it doesn't work the way that it should work, um, it's yeah, it's not helpful to have something that's that's trash. Yeah. So let's kind of talk about that. Just generally, the sustainability of cork and kind of um, you know that process of of uh essentially harvesting cork <laughs> yeah sure so 
I mean, uh, let me backtrack one step, which yeah, is to yeah. say, which is to, which is to speak to those sort of um, inherent uh, performance qualities of cork. Yeah. So this is one of the things that's so fantastic. It's it's naturally moisture wicking. It's naturally buoyant. It's naturally uh, insulating. It's great for temperature insulation. It's naturally antimicrobial. Um, it's hugely versatile. It's a hugely versatile material. It's been used for everything from flooring to insulating buildings to, you know, it's in spaceships. I don't know if you know this, but no, cork I didn't was, know that. was part of the construction of the first, um, I'm, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to misspeak here, but I believe <laughs> that they, that they insulated, that they needed a material that was light enough to insulate the capsule upon re-entry into the atmosphere, right. I think, and cork yeah. was the, but it definitely wasn't, it's in space travel yeah yeah so it's this amazingly versatile material but it's also incredibly sustainable um so it's one of these it's a it's it's almost unique in that it has a a vast potential variety of human applications Mm -hmm. at the same time as being fantastically sustainable so why it's so sustainable is it grows as the bark of a cork oak tree that Kind of blew my mind. I'll have to tell you because I was like looking into recork, and uh, I drink a lot of wine, so you know that's kind of how I found y'all. And I was just like, oh, "Are you kidding me? Like it's the bark of it? I had no idea." Exactly. So it, it kind of it's funny because it it grows on trees, but yeah. it, it grows. Um, <laughs> it's this the super material that literally grows on trees. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's as the bark, which is really unique. So. And on most trees, and it's a big tree, it's an oak tree, it's a type yeah. of oak tree. So they grow to sort of 20 meters tall. Uh, I don't know what that is in feet. Um, <laughs> don't but... put me on the spot. I don't know. That <laughs> <laughs> but I remember when I was young, always learning that um, to one of the methods of controlling invasive species of trees was that they would ring bark the tree. So they would cut a section of bark out of the tree, and that would if, as long as it went the whole way around the tree, that would effectively kill the tree. But cork has this this unique outer layer of its bark, which at the right time of year can be separated from the rest of the bark and actually just peeled away off the tree, um, literally like peeling a fruit almost. Um, and it's it's during the summer months, uh, and it grows in mainly in Mediterranean. Europe and North Africa, yeah. um, and they harvest it by hand. They drive into a, a cork forest and with just with an axe uh, in a sort of highly skilled trade that's passed down over generations. Yeah, yeah. They they just make cuts in the bark that doesn't actually harm the tree, and peel away strips of bark off the tree. And then what happens is that that tree regenerates its bark. It grows the bark back over the next nine to 12 years That's so the tree will be yeah mm-hmm. the tree will be harvested once every um nine to 12 years so once a decade you get a, a fresh crop of, of this cork yeah the tree is not cut down it's actually illegal to cut down a, a cork tree in portugal portugal is the the main hub of cork if you want to cut down a cork tree you've got to write to the government wow. and get written permission to do it it's like a sacred it's the national tree i wish that was all trees <laughs> right exactly <laughs> Um, so and what's even more remarkable is that if you think about it the way that a plant grows is through photosynthesis and the way that works is that they're absorbing carbon dioxide 
out of the atmosphere. And now, mm-hmm. you know, the, the whole planet's major problem is the amount of carbon <laughs> dioxide that's in the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and so when you take away, so not in that cork, not only have you been, you, the, the tree has been growing for the last 10 years in order to, to grow that cork bark. Mm-hmm. But then when you take away the bark, the tree now has to suddenly stimulate a whole lot more regrowth. So you actually boost the carbon absorption of the tree by up to five times while it works to regrow the spark. If you're doing it sustainably, then it it really is helping, you know, it's carbon negative, essentially. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what it is. It's a yeah. it's a deeply carbon negative material. So in the end, uh, you know, the scientific research shows that uh, for every ton of cork harvested from the cork oak forest, cork oak trees absorb an average of 55 tons of CO2. That's insane. So, And the upper level of, of uh, the scale is up to 73 tons. So whatever, uh, you know, when you have a, a, a wine cork, that wine cork is worth 73 times its own weight of, in carbon dioxide absorbed from the atmosphere. Yeah, wow. So it's really like this incredible material yeah, uh, yeah. that's totally sustainable, it regrows, um, and those trees grow, that's the other thing that's worth noting, is those trees grow for upwards of 200 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one important thing, uh, one sort of basic concept in carbon sequestration is that the bigger and denser trees would, the more carbon dioxide it absorbs. So it really is sort of a model um, crop. And it extends their life once you're harvesting them like that and everything. (laughs) It's just so crazy. So yeah. Well, so as far as like, we're talking about this is wine corks. So like, is is wine corks just like the main source that is used for cork? Like, or the main product that is made Mm. with cork? Yeah, so um, I guess we chose it because it is so sustainable and it is, we can make, we can make what we want to make out of it. Uh, That was sort of priority. Number one is choose a material that will fill the function that we, that we need from it. Um, Do it in a way that's sustainably. Um, And I think we really liked the idea. I mean, we, it was, it was really before my time at the company, but I I think one of the things that was really inspiring to them was there's this incredibly valuable, sustainable material that people are throwing away. Right. They're just popping it in a bottle and then throwing it away. <laughs> and and the thing is, when you when you have that wine cork in your hand, people have a, a sense generally like this. This is not this. This is a special thing in some way. A lot of people will be like, oh, what am I going to do with this cork? It feels too feels too good to just chuck it out. Right. Right. Um, but what do I do with it? Is they're not recyclable in regular recycling? No, exactly. Right. You need a, 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 a specific program in order to do it. But to answer your question in terms of the industry as a whole, they, um, wine corks are the, the main product from, from the sort of top 30% of the quality of cork bark that they get. From, okay. from that cork, that'll, they'll uh, actually punch the corks out of the bark. They'll take it as a sheet and literally punch a hole in it and punch out the cork and then with the the leftovers from that they'll that becomes post-industrial recycled so we get 
part of our recycling stream comes from the the, the, the offcuts and trimmings exactly. Yeah. yeah. But it'll also be used in a variety of other applications uh, like cork boards and coasters and um, yeah, yeah, uh, cork fabrics. So essentially, y'all get all of these corks and you grind them down and make them into just a sheet of cork? Like, what does that look like? And do you make them into the coasters and stuff like that or just the just the soles? So for the sake of clarity, we, we get the corks both from uh, kitchens and restaurants around right. North America. And we, we do get a certain percentage direct from the, the cork industry right. as a post-industrial. So we have post-consumer and post-industrial uh, inputs into our recycling stream. Um, and then what we do personally uh, ourselves is, is turn it into recork recycled cork. And in terms of sole, sole then uses recork recycled cork to create uh, insoles and uh, sandals, uh, footwear products. Right. But that's not necessarily um, – we have had also in the past um, recork specific products. We, we had a yoga block. Called mm. the 198 block, which took 198 wine corks to to create. Wow, <laughs> they're so small. That's hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, they get ground down deep and, yeah. and, and packed in. Packed, interesting. But yeah, at the moment, our focus is um, on our new formula of recork recycled cork, which is is going to um, it's going to be in a new shoe, which I can show you in a, in a second. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not going to be just for our own use. Um, mm -hmm. We've got some really exciting collaborations uh, nice. with other brands coming coming down the pipe. So yeah. yeah, we're looking forward to. You know, our hope really is that we can have as big an impact as possible uh, in the footwear industry to begin with, seeing as that's our, right. our wheelhouse, if, if you will, um, and beyond in time. But really, our aim is to show. Uh, to demonstrate that you don't have to compromise on the function or performance of a product by choosing a material that is completely sustainable to manufacture yeah. and use. Well, like kind of you mentioned, I mean, you are hiking, traveling a lot, like you're the face. I've seen all the awesome, beautiful hikes um, <laughs> on, on the record page, on the soul page. Um, so essentially, like what is the longest or how many pairs of soles do you have? And what's the, you know, longest and hardest you've kind of run them out? Because I mean, that's what we're talking about is that it can be sustainable. And, you know, some pairs of shoes I've owned for a long time time and hiked in them and um they still are holding up so i think a lot of people think of cork like cork boards you know they don't really hold up that well and um mm. they don't you know different cork products even wine corks sometimes break off so i think that's probably what's in a lot of people's heads and maybe a misconception about these um cork products so what sure. is like the longest or hardest you've uh, kind of ran these soles i mean i've had some in my running shoes that i run with uh three to four times a week yeah i've had them for you know two or three years now i guess it, it varies for for different people you know yeah, yeah. um and look we'll i'll, I'll be uh it's it's something that's been very important to us is continually refining our processes for recycling the cork. Yeah. And it is a tricky material to work with. And we have had in the past 
um, some difficulties with exactly that. It can be, it can be uh, slightly brittle at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll even sometimes recommend to people, you know, I can show you right here. So here we have a, a sole footbed, and you can see all of this is is completely ground up wine corks. Yeah. And so we'll sometimes say to people, if you're going to be taking this and moving it between all of your different shoes on a daily yeah. and going in and out and in and out and in and out, then you might be better off choosing the version of this that we make uh, from EVA because we do have an alternative. It's not mm, only okay. products, but we also have the EVA version. But if it's going to be going in and you're going to be leaving it in your shoe and say your favorite pair of hiking boots or your favorite pair of running shoes or whatever it is, and it's going to stay in there, uh, maybe take it out every now and then. Yeah, buy a um, couple of That's the point. <laughs> buy a couple of pairs, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put them one for, one for every yeah, pair. Exactly. And people do, you know, because yeah. people get, people just love the feel of our footbed so much that they say, well, sure, I, I couldn't be bothered to yeah. take them in and out every so it's a, it's a great um addition people will be like Ooh, new shoes yeah new parasols but so the fantastic thing having said that is is that what we've been working on for for a long time um is perfecting a new way of actually recycling the cork to create um our new recork recycled cork okay. which is super durable um we can uh control how soft it is how much cushioning it has mm-hmm. it's incredibly light and so the the result of that is that we've wow. made it this is it's uh debuting the in this midsole um that's a beautiful of, shoe <laughs> it's a beautiful shoe right if somebody's yeah, listening thanks. to this i'm looking at a beautiful pair of, of <laughs> shoes right now <laughs> so this is i mean it's, it's a very cool shoe as well so we made it in col- collaboration with a brand called united by blue Okay. Um, who are based in Philadelphia. And they created, what happened was we designed the whole shoe. And so mm-hmm. we created this this material, this midsole material. And we thought, well, we want, we're going to make this into footwear, but we don't want to just stop at the midsole. Right. Like, let's, let's, let's push this as far as we can go. Let's see, see how, how yeah. uh, sustainable we can make it from, from, from tongue to tread. Yeah. Uh, this sort of the, the catchphrase. Um, and so it's Merino wool um nice. recycled recycled pet laces merino wool upper the um insole is going to be made out of um a green eva a sugarcane okay. based green eva which is actually carbon negative as well from the, the carbon trappings nice. the sugarcane um the outsole is made with natural rubber you can see it's got these kind of cool yeah even even design things like oh well we're going to make we need grip on the bottom. Right. How do we make it grippy? Instead of adding on more rubber, well, we'll just cut some of it out. So it's yeah. grip, but it's less material, but yeah. achieving the same purpose. Um, so that was really the, the whole idea was a, a shoe that from top to bottom is made with, with natural or recycled or sustainable materials right. that do the same job as a purely synthetic alternative. Yeah. Y'all and then um, blazing that for sure. Because I even tried to find anybody else that was really doing what y'all were doing all together, you know, you've got all these working pieces and um, that's what I love about Recork and Soul is that it's all, y'all are all transparent about how you're working together and um, making these awesome products. And it's sort of a holistic approach yeah, as, exactly. as well, you know, it's, it's exactly. like each decision that gets made, gets made from a perspective of um, 
looking at the overall impact, looking at yeah. function, uh, sustainability, um, efficiency, whatever it might be. But yeah. I'll just say that the, the last piece of this is, so it's, it's, it's got this sort of baffled insulation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the shoe as a whole was actually nominated for an Outdoor Retailer Innovation oh. Award. And wow. at that at that event, the <laughs> the winners of that award were United by Blue, who won oh, it nice. with their Bison Shield insulation. So they take uh, bison fur, that's a, a byproduct of the ranching industry, and they say, don't just throw that away, we'll use that. That's, that's like <laughs> the highest performing natural yeah. insulation fiber, and they yeah. create this Bison Shield insulation from that. So that was sort of the final piece piece That's of the puzzle. Insane. We've got this whole shoe. We've got all of these different components, um, and yeah, we approached you know by blue, and then together we. Uh, That's nuts. Yeah. So when can when can people buy those shoes, or even you know find out more about them? Yeah. Um, so coming up soon, and in, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be releasing yeah. them on a. Uh, it's going to be a limited production run um mm-hmm. we actually released them on kickstarter a couple of years ago um the shoe was super well received and very quickly reached our funding goal yeah um with covid and we've had some setbacks along the way uh and but really the the, the main thing was we wanted to be a hundred percent sure that the the cork midsole that went into that shoe was going to be the very best possible version of the the uh, formula, the actual material, we wanted to make right. sure it was completely dialed in before we we sent it out. Um, so it's been a it's been a couple of years coming. There's already a certain proportion of uh, the the production run is is allocated to uh, Kickstarter backers who oh, are finally nice. going to get their shoes. We're all super excited <laughs> to get the shoes out to the backers. I bet that R&D team is just so happy. They're they're so happy that it's finally getting out to the world. <laughs> For sure. We're all we're all so excited. We've all been been waiting um and and yeah, looking forward to it immensely. Of course for the R&D team it's no time to rest. They straight on to the next thing. It's <laughs> Yeah. They <don't, laughs> yeah. might be might pop a cork or two and then oh, straight, straight back to work. <laughs> um but yeah, then, so the remainder of the shoes are going to be made available uh, as early as the next couple of weeks on a, uh, a made for you. So we've launched this new production model, um, okay. which is aimed at being a, sort of a more sustainable production model overall, um, where you can come onto the Seoul website and you can order a pair of uh in this case the the jasper chuckers the solar mm-hmm. uvb jasper chuckers and mm-hmm. you say i want a pair this is my this is the size i want and the color that i want and we say fantastic thanks very much we're going to make those shoes for you yeah uh you get them at a discounted rate because yeah. you're going to have to wait a few months in order to get them uh but what it does is it is it helps us a lot with forecasting uh our ordering so if we're wow. ordering a batch of footwear and we can see that out of the people who've ordered on a made for you or made for them basis, uh, there was, um, you know, we know what the, the curve is in terms of sizes, but also colors who, you know, what's actually going to be more popular this season, uh, that sort of thing. So what we what it ends up doing is avoiding having um, wasted stuff. There's overproduction in general. Yeah. Exactly. 
yeah. exactly. So yeah, it'll be they'll be available on uh, online at yoursoul.com. Nice. Um, in the coming weeks. You kind of um, mentioned it a little bit. Um, part of another aspect of what you're doing, we're just branching all out here. Uh, the CO2 negative initiative, is that a requirement thing or is that a soul thing? Is that all of y'all together? How does that work? It's a a bit of both, right? So we're, 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 (laughs) so soul and recourt, we're, we're all the same people. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, but we do different hats, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Different, different, um, well, the same email signature actually, different, different brands. Um, but so that was that was a key part of uh, our whole process and our whole way of thinking about the products that we're making is that people really deserve to know what impacts a product that they are buying is going to have. Right. Um, and the, the key, the, the most important measure today in, in, in the face of the climate crisis is what what does this product do in terms of uh carbon dioxide equivalent greenhouse gas emissions right so co2 negative is an initiative to brand to promote um and provide branding for uh or labeling rather for a product's carbon impact so it's a certification Um, that people can get it's a it's a certification that that people can get, but 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 not just a certification. It's really a it's really trying to drive a movement to say uh, we believe all products should be labeled with their impacts. We believe you should be able to just like you pick up a, a, a chocolate bar or a can of whatever in the grocery store, and there's a list on there that tells you how many calories and it tells you what what's the impact on your body of this thing that I'm about to consume, what's the impact on the planet of this item that I'm going to buy? And right. so CO2 negative, um, we say that all products should be should be labeled uh, with their carbon impact. And we also provide carbon negative certification and labeling. If you can show us that your product is carbon negative, or if your product is carbon po- positive and you have uh, taking steps to offset at least 110% of the impact. Nice, yeah. Yeah, so the, the, we have a line of um, these footbeds, the performance footbeds with sole are mm-hmm. certified carbon negative um, because they're made with, primarily because they're made with uh, cork. And that looks at the entire lifestyle, so or the life cycle rather of the of the product. So um, that's why cork is so fantastic. Exactly. <laughs> so and it's no, you know, we're all about transparency and being thorough. Right. And um, you know, so we con- we uh, contracted a, a third party um, expert in life cycle analyses, and they conducted a thorough analysis of um, this product of the performance footbed product. Nice. Um, and we got a measure of exactly where our where our impacts were in terms of the product, um, and then we calculated the amount of carbon absorbed by cork oak trees while growing the cork on a per weight basis. Okay. And you remember earlier I said that cork has a you know it's got a maximum of seventy three times its own weight of CO two absorbed. We didn't use that number because we didn't want to like artificially Way the scales yeah <laughs> exactly so we said okay no we take the average you know we're going to take that which is the sensible thing to do we take the, yeah. the average amount of co2 absorbed by a cork oak tree growing cork and 
and we use that on a per weight basis to to calculate how much uh, CO2 has been absorbed by cork oak trees and growing the cork that we that we've used in this product. Right. And then the the impact of the entire life cycle uh, gets added to that, and the result is is a, is still in the case of the cork footbeds a, a carbon negative. Yeah. I think that's really great. Like I, I agree. I think people do need to know exactly, you know, what the consumption is there. Cause it's almost like you mentioned earlier, people associate, you know, fossil fuels with, with gasoline or anything like that. And, um, I think that partially is because, you know, when you go to a gas station, you know, exactly how much that's costing you, you know, exactly, you can see it. And I think that's yeah. why people can say, okay, well, yeah, I'm going to stop driving my car or something like that and and know maybe exactly how much that they're reducing. And so having that labeling on there and that transparency really can help people connect it in their minds for things that, for you sure. know, a shoe, like we said, most people don't know that that's plastic. So um, I think it would definitely help start to bridge those those gaps for people. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about that. Have y'all had um much rollout on that yet or um getting people signed up it's a it's sort of slow and steady start yeah um you know we focus primarily on 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 the products uh, that we make ourselves to begin with to sort of verify exactly you know how the processes are going to work how the calculation is going to work um but we're looking forward to to more collaborations in the future for sure nice um and i think first and foremost um from a personal point of view, at least, it feels fantastic to be working within an organization that's part of the voice for good, right. if you know what I mean. So I it's do. like, it's like no matter how many brands we get signed up or certified, or it, it, it's it's about spreading the word, spreading the yeah. message. Um, you know, ultimately. What I think, what I would definitely like to see, and what I think I can speak on behalf of the company, we would <laughs> love to see it be be um, legislated. You know, yeah. you, it, it, it's only what, something that a lot of people don't know. It's only as as recently as the mid '90s that um, that it became required. Uh, legislated required yeah. that you had yeah. to have uh, uh, nutrition labeling on food. Yeah. Right. Um, so what it's if still not so on like, a lot why of not, stuff, you know, it's still not on a lot of stuff, but so yeah. why not say, okay, sorry, the law is people have to be able to yeah. get, get an impression or have a, have a reliable idea yeah. of their own impact. So from yeah. now on, if you make something, you got to label it with how much impact it has. Yeah. There's no, oh, oh, I didn't know that it was this, that, or the other, you know, it, it really forces companies, um, to, to step up and take take responsibility take responsibility for, exactly yeah. exactly yeah. and that's that. also a key thing is that it's not it's not necessarily putting the responsibility on the consumer for managing the impact but it's empowering people so it's it's quite a, we're, it's quite important that we we're not trying to say uh it's you know it's the consumer's fault or the consumer has to be the com consumer should be responsible we believe but but more than anything else the consumer should be empowered to be able to make uh, those decisions. types of informed decisions exactly yeah. because wow. that's really part of the whole climate crisis right. is is a real sense of um disempowerment or, or frustration a, a sense of yeah like oh what do i like what do i do 
you know yeah, um absolutely. how do i like oh this is all it's also sort of high level and and like what can i actually but if you were able to in the grocery store or the, the clothes store wherever you were be able to say like oh no okay i'm gonna choose this over this yeah and that's that's the the better you know according to my priorities or whatever it might be mm-hmm. that's going to be the more responsible decision i think that it gives people a, a real sense of um taking some control right that's that's really exciting and um so other than that and hopefully promoting that and letting people spreading awareness essentially about that initiative um and purchasing souls shoes what how can people get involved with recork specifically um you know you you kind of alluded to you have partners so kind of what does that look like for the individual to be able to to make a difference they so anybody can can get involved uh, by recycling the the natural wine corks. That's mm-hmm. that's one thing that's important to point out. We don't recycle any uh, sort of plastic fake corks. How can you um, tell or, the difference? <laughs> no, that's a good question. It's not it's not always easy, but no, it's um, not. It's often actually a, a feel thing mm-hmm. uh, more than a you know those plastic fake corks have sort of a a waxy sheen to them and also um with cork as you pointed out it can it can kind of crumble sometimes a little Mm -hmm. bit so get stuck in yeah a little (laughs) bit is it going to crumble a little bit um or you know have one for reference have one that you know is is natural cork for reference yeah um but what people can do is go onto recork.com, R-E-C-O-R-K.com. Right there, we've got a tab saying get involved. Um, and they can find Recork collection partners, public uh, cork collection partners. We yeah. have a map with, with locations. Uh, and you can bring your cork down to your nearest uh, Recork location. Um, and if there isn't one nearby, you can go to your local grocery store or wherever it could be yeah. your office block it can be anyone anyone can sign up to be a collection point um, and recycle corks either from the public or just in the back end of your own business so if you yeah. run a restaurant or a bar or um you know maybe you're a regular at a bar you can go to the bar and say look you guys go through a, a lot of corks why don't you sign up um to recycle your corks with recork yeah. uh it's a the program is completely completely free um the only cost involved is actually shipping the corks right. to us and they can also find on y'all's website um you know essentially wine brands that have natural corks right yeah so we have a a, a platform called cork watch mm-hmm. uh which is sort <laughs> of an op- yeah it's a <laughs> it's an open source platform for for people to go and and identify nice. their own their own, uh, well, not their own, but 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 uh, specific wine types that they've identified right. that have natural cork. Um, yeah, that's it's it's something that we often get as because we're first and foremost advocates for choosing cork. Um, yeah. uh, something that I that I didn't say is one of the stats that I like rattling off is that a, <laughs> an a, an aluminum screw cap takes. Um, 24 times more CO2 emissions to produce than a natural cork. Wow. 
So choose natural cork when, whenever you can, yeah. whether it be in the, your wine or in, uh, you know, coasters or pin yeah. boards or whatever it is. If there's an option that's natural cork, choose the natural cork option because that's the most wow. uh, environmentally friendly option you have available to you. Yeah. In terms of, um, you know, go and check out Cork Watch, but it's also finding a finding a favorite it can be difficult to because courts are usually covered up you know yeah yeah do you have a favorite <laughs> do you are you a wine I'm, connoisseur i'm not such a wine drinker to be honest uh, <laughs> personally yeah, yeah. but you know what there actually are um uh you do find these days quite a lot of beers that are you know a lot of craft breweries are moving into Interesting. Uh, corking their beers rather than using a traditional hmm. uh, cap Okay, um, that's interesting. I haven't yeah. seen that, but I'm going to try to find yeah, some no, of those it too. Happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially after hearing that uh, aluminum cap stack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Well, so uh, kind of before I let you off the hook here, um, is there any misconceptions that you kind of want to lay to rest about cork or recork or anything like that? Totally. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you asked. You know, there's this... Um, there's this thing that happens often, social media comments or even I think things like outdoor retailer, where people come up to us and they'll be like, but isn't cork endangered? Yeah. Like, wh why are you, I thought cork was endangered. And it's just a complete, I don't know where it came where? from. I don't know if it, I don't know if it was the aluminum industry that yeah. was, uh, you know, putting out false information. Yeah. Maybe it's but, because not that many people are adopting it. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's strange. I, yeah, I, I I really don't know. Uh, I don't know where it came from, but but so the point sure. is that <laughs> well, the point is that that using cork doesn't harm the tree. It's, yeah. It can't. There's no if as soon as you know that harvesting cork doesn't harm the, it, it it doesn't the, the idea that it's endangered and therefore you shouldn't use cork just doesn't make any sense. Especially if you consider that almost everything these days and cork definitely falls into this bracket is controlled by human economies. So cork exists for as long as human beings have a financial incentive for planting and caring for cork oak right. forests. Like yeah. that's as as the the so the biggest threat to to cork is a collapse in d the demand for cork yeah. and yeah. and and people going in and saying, well, you know, we don't have this isn't yielding us any value anymore financially, so we're going to replace these cork trees with, you know, whatever else it might be. Um, so cork is not endangered. The more you use it, the better it is for the cork industry. The more you use it, the better it is for the planet. The more you use it, the better it is for yourself, probably, because yeah. it's awesome. Um, yeah. So we'll put the cork, bus, uh, cork buster stamp of myth on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Nice. How can people get connected with you or your team? Find us on social media uh, at at Recork, uh, at Recork official on Instagram, uh, or at It's Your Soul, mm -hmm. or me if you want to email me, feel free. I'm Paul at YourSoul.com. All right. Well, I'll be sure to link all those in the show notes, and I really appreciate you taking some time to chat with me today, Paul. No problem. I appreciate you having me and uh, listening to my cork enthusiasm. <laughs> we love it. We love it. <laughs> well, have a good rest of your day. Thanks a lot. You too. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hometown Earth as much as I did. Let us know by rating and subscribing so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Tuesday. Head to the show notes linked in the episode description for more details. And let us know in the comments what you want to hear next. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And you can find more about the podcast on Instagram at Hometown Earth or connect with me personally at Lena Saintford. We all know change needs to happen. So let's get started right here at Hometown Earth. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.